This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Hello friends. Here comes something that unifies us all. Hit it, Oza. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. I mean, I suppose the love of it or the need for it unifies us all. It can be quite a divisive thing itself. But let's talk about what we do with our money once it comes in, how we set aside money for expenses, money for savings, money for investments, all with the aim of reaching your own personal money goals. Through the establishment of a clear and realistic budget, prioritization of needs and wants, and the diligent tracking of expenditures, individuals and organizations can gain greater control over their finances, reduce debt, and build a foundation for long-term prosperity and success. So we're talking about the art of budgeting and I'm so excited to welcome Jennifer Ngumalo who's a personal finance content creator onto the program to guide us through this conversation. I think we're going to try to have an honest um, and vulnerable conversation so you know if you've never budgeted before if you have budgeted before but you know you have specific questions if you are at advanced level of budgeting I don't know what that is, but maybe Jennifer can tell us. Uh, then maybe share what your tips and tricks um, are to be able to do what it is that you've been able to do. Jennifer, it's good to have you on the line with us. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Very well, and you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so tell us a bit about your story. We're looking here at your uh, website. Uh, perhaps you take us to 2016 where you graduated with your master's degree or perhaps you can go a little bit further back to paint a picture of what the foundations of you and money are. Okay, uh, so for me, like many people, especially here in, in South Africa, my journey started from realizing that I was now in my job, my first permanent job, and I had made so many financial mistakes. And I was tired of leaving hands to mouth. I was mm. tired of not seeing where my money was going and having to have most of my money go towards my debt. And that's when I felt like things needed to change. But I had, or from a young age, when I got my first job in high school, I already knew how to budget. But I feel like when I started working, things kind of shifted for me. When I started working permanently, things shifted for me because I had I now had a pay slip mm. that I could go to with to a bank and say, give me this much money. I want this credit card. I want this personal loan. I want this much money because for me, having a pay slip meant that I could now afford to get this much money from the bank. It never meant anything else. And so that's when I started making a lot of bad financial mistakes. I was drowning in debt, like I had credit cards, I had a personal loan. All, all of them, I knew why I had to take them out. But having them and then my little salary, it kind of became clear that I was living hand to mouth and yeah. I was struggling to maintain my life on a month-to-month basis. 
So that's where things shifted for me. And that's where I started my financial journey. Mm. You know, it seems that so many of us get burnt by what we're offered. Once we get Mm -hmm. that first paycheck, then suddenly the world of credit awaits. And store credit was the thing that got me. I I had Mm -hmm. the the store credit and I just thought, willy-nilly, I can just go buy random clothes, which actually weren't even attractive in the first place. Um, And I got myself into debt and I got so scared, (gasps) so scared. And, you know, you don't answer the phone calls and I just didn't feel comfortable living that way. And absolutely similar to you, uh, that's where I started kind of being a little bit more wise. So let's talk about then. Uh, being savvy at a young age what lessons from school or home can we start imbuing in our young people's lives so that by the time that first job comes you don't just think it's free money when you get credit mm-hmm. well for me I will say that my okay so there are two type of lessons in life you can have your positive your, ne- your negative right and for me unlucky enough I had the negative yeah. lesson you know, because I was raised by a single, a single mother. My father passed on when I was very young. And so she had to fend for herself and support six kids alone. And in her attempt to do that, she made, she made decisions for her that felt that they were wise. Mm-hmm. However, when I see them now as I'm old, I'm realizing that it is because she didn't know much. And because she didn't know much, I also grew up as a person who didn't know much when it comes to money, but only what I saw her doing. And so as I grew up, I replicated those. And so mm-hmm. those became my negative money lessons and my approach to dealing with money. And when I then started my financial journey, I had to unlearn that, use those negative lessons to kind of not repeat them. So knowing that I grew up in a family where we're not budgeting, there was never a thing such as a budget per month. Mm -hmm. I had to tell myself, well, if we want to change things, I need to start budgeting. I need to stop looking at banks as if they are my friends. They are not my friends. Mm -hmm. They are financial institutions. I need to learn not to live off money that is not mine. And so I had to take those lessons that I, those negative lessons that I had seen growing up and use that as a vehicle for me to say, what do I need to do to make sure that I don't repeat the same mistakes or I live a different life than what I am used to seeing? And so for the young people that are listening right now who are still, you know, they don't, they don't have as much responsibilities as we do now. Yes. Just learn to manage your money little as it is. You know, when I hear people saying, I get rather than 50, what's the point of budgeting? The thing is, so long as there's income coming in your account and it's an income, no matter how much, you have to budget for it. You need to know how you're going to use it because it's all about what is coming in, what is going out. What are you intending to use this money on? Mm. Because if you don't budget for it, someone else will budget it, will budget for that money for you. Someone else will spend that money on your mm. behalf and you'll be shocked at the end of the month when things are not going your way okay. or when you no longer have money. And you're like, what happened? It's because you never took time to take control of your money. So learn to budget at a very young age. Even if you're getting an allowance at home, use that allowance budget for it wisely. And then learn to live within what you have. Don't use other people to budget. Like don't use your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother to budget by saying, I know this one is going to give me 300. I know this one. And then you start budgeting around other people. Learn Mm -hmm. to budget with what you have and what you get as your income. This will teach you to live within your means. 
Do people do that? That it's a tembeko, and then they know that their friend is going to do this for them. Yes, <gasps> yes, of yes, yes. That's why well, most people like to ask for money from people. That is a sign that you are using other people to budget. Oh my gosh! All right, so uh, you think very carefully, also then, if you are the one being used, right? Because yes, you've yes. got to, then you've got to make the decision: Are you happy being an income source for whoever this mm, is? Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm, All right, so let's start about. Let's start talking about um, the actual word budget, right? What it means, what it is, and where do we begin? Uh, so the budget, as I've, I've spoken about earlier on, it's basically a plan of what is coming in, what is going out. So I normally make this example on my on my content of, let's say right now you're in housing and you decide I want to go down to KZN. Mm-hmm. That is a plan. You, you've decided that this is what you want to do. And so you're, you even though you don't write it down, but it's a plan. And then what you then have to do is you have to book that bus ticket or you have to fill up your car, get ready for you to drive down to KZN or to take that bus down to KZN or to fly to KZN. But there are actions that you have to take for you to be able to get to KZN. And then on the day that you decide that you're going to KZN, you have to go get that flight. You have to get in your car and drive to KZN. Then once you're in KZN, you can say, I've successfully implemented my plan. So the same thing with the budget. You sit down and you say, this is what I intend to do with this money that I'm going to get. So you know how much you're going to get. For a person that is maybe freelancing or maybe they don't get a stable income, it changes. What you do is you look in the past three months how much money you've gotten paid, and then you start budgeting from there averaging that to say, okay, I'm likely to get this much. And then you set that as your plan that this month, this is what I intend to do with my money. And how the best way to do this is to make sure that in your budget, you have your actual and you have your budgeted, which is what you intend to do. And then you've got your actual. So your actual is a part where by now that you've gotten paid, you sit down and you actually write down, how much did I pay? If you are paying for a car and you had budgeted 5000 you have to write here, I paid 5000 If you are paying for water and electricity and let's say, for instance, you budgeted 1200 but it happened that your bill came up as 1500 you write 1500 The importance of doing this is that as you are continuing in your months, you use your actual as a reflection of what am I, how is my spending? And then as you continue to budget, you, up, you, you have to update based mm. on how much were you spending in the previous months. And so what most people do, the mistake that most people do is they will set a budget once and then they'll say, I've done my budget for the entire year, you know, mm. and then I'm just going to use that. But that's not practical because things change. We've got variable expenses. We've Mm. got fixed expenses. Your variable expenses are things that change on a month-to-month basis based on your usage. So those are your things such as your transport, your food, your water and electricity. Anything that changes per month based on your usage is a variable expense. And then you've got your fixed expenses. These are standards such as your bond, your car. So you need to make sure that your budget is always reflective of your spending in the previous month. That's why you can't say I've budgeted once and then I'm done. You have to always update your budget. So a budget is basically a plan. 
But for a budget to be effective, it must be properly implemented. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Um, and so with that in mind, where do you begin? Are you looking at what it is that you're getting in financially? Yes, you you look at what you are getting in per month mm. or financially because some people, they don't get paid once in a month. Mm. So you look at what is your income and then you look at what are your living expenses. Mm. Start there. Your living expenses, what are things that I need <laughs> to pay for in order for me to have a good life or in order for me to maintain this life that I'm living. Mm. So if you are paying for a house, you are paying for a car, you are paying for rent, you are paying for water and electricity, you are paying for food. These are things that you need, you know. And so you start with those things. What are things that I need in order for me to maintain this living standard that, I, that I'm in? Mm. And then you start there. Then you can you can now start adding things such as your luxuries or such things such as entertainment to say, okay, I've got this money left. Let me now think about, you know, going out. Let me think about entertainment, maybe, you know, paying for this, for that um the uh, what is this DSTV whatever but all of those things are not necessities are things that you can add later on especially if you are starting out things that you can add later on after you've covered all your necessities because those are the most crucial things and the lifestyle ones or the um, the entertainment ones those are things that you can cut on especially when you start seeing that mm. your budget is on a negative you know once you've added everything up and it's on a negative go back to those uh, entertainment things and start cutting on the things that are not necessary you know downgrade if there's a need to downgrade you know so that you are making sure that your budget is on a positive mm. And so if you find that your budget is on a negative with just the basics what do you start to do how can you start to remedy that yeah that one that that is a tough one and if we're being honest that's where most south africans south africans find themselves right Mm. now and as much as i'm gonna say this it's not it's not a one size fits all and it's not an easy thing to do Uh however (laughs) our economy has shown us that living off one income right now is not sustainable you know, there many people had to take salary cuts. Many people had to lose jobs and all the stuff. And so if it's possible to add an additional stream of income, and when I say additional stream of income, it doesn't have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be something that is complicated. You don't have to go and register a business, you know, but just taking the skills that you have and using that as an additional stream of income. I'll give you an example with me. Yeah. Even though I'm doing content creation, but ever one of my additional stream of income is CV editing. I studied up until masters. I did. I, I wrote a research uh, paper. I know that I'm good with writing. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but I know I'm good with right, writing. Right. And so I used that skill to create an additional stream of income. So people can start looking at what skills do they have that I can create an additional stream of income, and better yet, something that will not require you to spend money to start. I and see. then just 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 go in there because I also if you find that your budget is also on a negative and it's necessities, but if there's debt in there, I would yes. say focus on that debt. Focus on that debt and prioritize dealing with the debt one by one. You're not gonna deal with all of them at once, mm. but you need to deal with them once by one. You need to create a plan on how you get out of debt. Because the reason why most people find their budget on a negative is because we are drowning in debt. 
would you say pay off your debt before you start trying to save? Definitely. I used to not understand this back then when I had just started my permanent job. I tried crypto, I tried investing, and it just didn't work because I would put money in there and then I would withdraw it. And every time when I would withdraw it, the market was down, which means I was losing money. And I had to realize that, okay, this is not working. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely not working because clearly I'm investing money that I cannot I'm not ready to lose. You know, I'm investing money that I'm supposed to be using for something else. And so rather focus your attention on tackling debt, especially expensive debt. Your expensive debts is your credit card, your personal loans, those your store accounts. Those are expensive debts. Your bond, your car, you can leave that for later on when you feel like, you know what, you can breathe and you are okay financially. Then you can start attacking them. But if you've got credit cards, store accounts, personal loans, those are the ones that you want to tackle first so that you can free up money that you can eventually save. Mm. Yeah. And they love to come after us, right? If you have some sort of ability, then, uh, you know, making that work for you. Before we move on to the next point, can we talk a little bit about how you can make debt work for you? Debt isn't necessarily the big boogeyman because, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned, there's the expensive debt and there's the, the other kind. But, you know, how can you make your debt work for you? Okay, when it comes to... Majority of bad debts, it's very hard to make it work for you mm. because when you take it out in whatever form that you use it on, you're going to end up paying more mm. because the interest rate is just ridiculous, yeah. you know. It's, I wouldn't advise anyone to go and take out a personal loan to start a business, mm. you know, because you may never know what the, how that business is going to do. Uh, and I remember when I took out my personal loan, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to renovate at home. And I used that money to renovate at home. Mm-hmm. But now paying it back was very difficult. And that is why I ended up living hand to mouth and struggling to maintain my life on a month to month basis. And so like using debt, I now I've learned that debt is not my friend. And so I try to avoid using debt to do anything that I think might be positive. But let's say, for instance, debt such as your bond. That one is a perfect debt to use as a positive thing. Mm. So let's say, for instance, you've got a bond and you've been paying for this bond for some years and you are in a good record and all the stuff and you've got some surplus money in there. You can use that bond to get some money so that you can renovate your house, you know, Mm. the same house that you are paying for. By doing that, you are increasing the value of your property. So the one that I can really say it is the most reliable source when it comes to debt and using it on a positive side would be the bond. Anything else, yes, you can choose to do that, but do know that you're going to end up paying more than what you gain. Well, I'd like to talk about that a little bit more when we come back from the headlines about, you know, what we all do at home. No? And okay. and how much of that we should be budgeting. And I suppose, you know, 
it's such a individual's journey, right? It's, it's such an individualistic journey. How much can you afford to help at home? Uh, how do you put it into the budget and what kinds of things do you do? Is it about paying somebody school fees or is it about giving somebody a stipend every month, you know? Um, I mean, mm. where would you start really thinking about what that responsibility is and I'm trying very hard not to call it black tax or give it a title that is negative or positive but the bottom line is many of us Mm -hmm. that's just the bottom line so so Mm -hmm. how can we start thinking about that in a way that is going to be um, that's at least not going to financially drain us okay uh, I'm asking you that now. Sorry, and then we'll <laughs> oh, get into I it. You said after the yeah, break. yeah, I did, but I- I'm asking you that now just to kind of scene set the conversation. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> no, but it's it's. I, I think as as you said, we all have responsibilities. We all want to help out at home because nature, some of us we were the first one that had to get the job or the second one, and so yeah. there's always those things. But it's all about drawing boundaries. You know, and drawing boundaries does not mean that you're just saying no to everything. It's just being mindful of what you can do and what you can't do Mm. and not overstretching yourself. You know, I I found myself drowning in debt because of family, which I do not regret. But later on, I had to realize that if I need to change things in my finances, I need to start drawing some boundaries. I need to start saying no. You know, I need to start being open that I can actually not afford this but maybe next time. Mm. So it's all about, it starts with just drawing boundaries and start communicating with your family to say, this right now I cannot do, maybe later on. I think that that's such great advice. Okay, so we'll delve into it a little bit more. I've got some uh, voice notes that have come through. You can call in on 0861987000 as we talk to our guest, Jennifer Umalo, about uh, personal finance and the art of budgeting. It's 2.30. Live across FM, DSTV Audio Bouquet, and worldwide on power987.co.za, this is Power Lunch with Bobby Malloy. It is indeed. We are on the air with Jennifer Ngomalo. We're talking about personal finance and the art of budgeting. This is the Money Monday conversation on Power 98.7. Okay, so we set the scene about creating boundaries around what we can and what we cannot do when it comes to assisting uh, at home and some of the dynamics about you know, what happens when we are helping out our siblings or our siblings' children and things of that nature, and even our parents, because that does come at some point. So, Jennifer, you were saying that the, the best thing to do is to think about uh, your own um, boundaries, what you can and cannot do, right? Then yes. say that you you find that there's a percentage of your income that you, you f- I mean, the combination of that they need the help, so you have to uh, help, and also uh, that you can help. Is there a way to strategically, you know, give assistance um, in a way that would be beneficial, meaning paying the school fees directly to the school or, you know, buying the groceries or things of that nature. There are always dynamics with how people spend and respect money versus how you as Jennifer may spend and respect money. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yes, I am. Mm. So 
as uh, yes, we talk about we spoke about uh, certain boundaries with your family, and so f- I'll make an example with me again. <laughs> How I do this is I make sure that I include this cost in my budget. You know, I do not like people rocking up to me and asking for money at the random blue mm. because it means that I have to take somewhere from my savings in order to do that. Unless it's an agent matter, like maybe someone is sick and I know that, okay, maybe it's a close sibling of mine. And when I say close, close family, family member, my sisters, my brother, my mom, yes. anyone else is not agent okay. for me, mm. you know? And so if it's them and it's something that is agent, then I can tap into my savings. But if it's not agent, I prefer that I am informed earlier so that I can do my, but when I do my budget, I include that in my budget. You know, that way, as I'm giving out this money, I'm not doing it resentfully, you know, because now I'm worried, where did I take this money? And am I even going to, I'm not even going to talk about getting it back because we are not lending it out, you know, for sure. And so budgeting for me really does help. Like last year, I was, every month I would include my sister in my budget because I was helping her out with her school fees. I knew that this this much money has to go to her for her school fees. Mm. And how she dealt with the money was really something that I never concerned myself about. But I do know that some people can be concerned about that to say, I don't know how they're going to use the money. You know, are they even going to use it for that specifically? If you are concerned, let's say, for instance, you know your family because we know we know the people that we work with. We're working with. Yes. So if you know that, okay, I see me law, I know she's not going to use this money for, or I know he's not going to use this money for what he asked for, mm-hmm. then you pay it directly to the school. You know that mm-hmm. you have you that part is covered. But if you know and you trust your family that they're going to do the right thing, you just send the money to them. And I also feel like that is also giving them a responsibility yes. to say, be wise with the money that I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. And if you are not, then down the line, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll make an example again. Uh-huh. I had I had been helping my one of my siblings with her school fees, this other college that she was studying in, and then she didn't do well, and seems like she ended up not attending classes and all this stuff. And so when she wanted to go back to school again, it was not an easy thing to say, you can come to me and get money, because I just made it clear that I sacrificed 1.5 per month when I was a student. And at that time, I was still doing my master's degree. I sacrificed this much money to help you and you didn't take it seriously. Mm. So if you think you're going to get another cent from me, it's not going to be an easy one, you know. And it took her have to show me that this is what she's serious about for me to be convinced to say, okay, I'm willing to help you because now at least you are serious. And so you just let the people that you're working with and then proceed with caution. Yeah, I think that that's very, very important. Okay, let's have mm. a listen to this voice note next. Let's come through on 083-303-7093. Hi, Bobby. <clears throat> I just caught your conversations in the middle, so uh, I, may, I may have stepped over something that you've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Manda here from Murrayfield. Mm. Um, when it comes to bond repayments and car repayments, hey, the subject is a little wonky. It's, it's wobbly. Um just about a year and a half ago, I was paying uh, less than, I think it's, now I'm paying five thousand, five and a half grand more than what I, I budgeted for. How does that work? So you're saying now you're paying five and a half thousand rand more than you budgeted 
2004 since the date of purchase. Jennifer? Um, I think he means that, yeah, it, it's, it, it has increased to what he started with. Mm. And same thing for most of us who own houses and cars. Yep. Uh, the repo rate went up, and as a result, the interest rate also went up. Mm. And that is why we find ourselves having to pay more. And there's really no navigating to say, I do not want to pay more because we had agreed on this amount. Because when you get into a debt, um, you agree on the interest. So they give you that money and then they say, we're going to give you this much money for on this interest. And so that if you enter into a flexible interest, it is bound to change as yeah. the economic climate changes. And so you just have to adjust with it. However, for people that are looking to buy right now, they haven't gotten into it, this is what I can tell you. If you qualify, if you check right now and you qualify for a bond of 8000 do not go and take a bond of 8000 yeah. Go take a bond that you will pay roughly 6000 or less than that because you want to leave enough room for the adjustments that may probably happen in the market. As the interest rate rises, you want to still be able to afford your house and your car. But if you, ask, if you go now and you say you qualify for 10000 bond, like a repayment, and then you go take exactly that, you will struggle down the line because the economy is never the same. And so it's always beneficial to say before you buy a house or a car, do not go exactly to what you qualify. Mm -hmm. Go way below that. I think that that's very important. Um, uh, And yeah, I like that you say way below that because Mm. there are also a whole host of other incidental costs and fees Mm. and issues that may come up. So that's what mm-hmm. it is. I suppose Mandla could also be asking then, how do you budget? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? How, how mm-hmm. if, if things are going to be so volatile as they have been, and it took us all by surprise, how do you mm-hmm. budget? Well, I, that, the, when we spoke about what is a budget, we mm. touched on variable expenses and your fixed expenses. Unfortunately, you you can't do much on cutting on your bond or your ha- your your car. Yeah. But there are things that you can downsize on. Uh, people need to let go on things of entertainment. You know, if you are paying eight hundred rands on DSTV, downgrade on that. You know, if you are paying for Showmax, Netflix, and all the stuff, downgrade on that. If you go out every weekend and you spend this much money, downgrade on that. And that is, you can only see that in your budget. Mm. So when you're doing your budget, look at the things that are for entertainment, things that are not necessary for you to live on. And downgrade on things that you see that you can you can put down as much as possible so that you create create room where you feel like you can breathe. But... If things are going up, you can't stay the same. If things are changing, you can't stay the same. Your budget can't stay the same. If you want to make sure that you're breathing and you you have a realistic budget, you have to go in there and make some chops and cuts. But obviously, there comes a point whereby the chops and cuts are no longer possible, you know, because you have chopped so much. Mm. And that is where... (laughs) That is where you need to start thinking, what additional income can I create in order for me to kind of beef up the money that is coming in, Mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, all the best to you. I think that's such a common experience these days that we're going through um, Mm. to be able to do that. All right. So, um, sure. What else can we ask about budgeting? 
okay, getting a promotion at work, getting a better salary, that's not necessarily going to automatically fix all your financial problems, right? So, mm-hmm. so if somebody is fortunate enough to be moving on up um, in terms of their salary scale, what's the first thing to do? So the first thing to do is look at your current financial situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you here. Mm-hmm. If you're a person that currently right now in your, le- in your salary that you're getting paid, you are not concerned, nothing in your finances concerns you. You you are you 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 treat it everything is fine according to you, man. And then you get a promotion. It's highly unlikely that you're going to do anything different because you were fine with the way the finances were looking previously. And so you might find yourself increasing your your living expenses because you are okay with things. But yeah. if right now you are not okay with your expenses, you're spending a lot of money or you feel like you are living hand to mouth or you are drowning in debt, when you get a promotion, that should be your chance to deal with your debt. That's exactly what I did. When I got my first job, I got into so much debt and then I got a promotion two years later. I used that money for the promotion to attack my debt and I almost got into a new debt of a car. And luckily enough, I talked myself out after I had applied and they told me that you, you can come pick your car. I was like, you know what, say, I, I would like to back away from this deal. Mm. And I took that 4000 something and then started channeling it towards my debt. So I went back to one of my, the, the bank that I was owing for a personal loan. We revised my debt. We increased the installment. I asked them to decrease the, the, the interest rates because I didn't want to pay more while the interest rate is high. Mm-hmm. So I negotiated for a better deal. And within, what, 14 months, I was done with that personal loan. And then, and then I, I, did, I then went into my credit card. And so one by one. And so when you get a promotion, instead of, of, of getting that new car or upgrading that house, first look at where are you financially and what are things that you want to fix or things that you want to work on. Focus on those things. And then when there's money left, then you can start saying, okay, maybe I want a new couch or I want a new fridge or I want whatever. But it must always start with where are you currently and what are things that you want to fix. And mind you, you will not be able to do this if you do not have a clear plan for your finances. Oh, yeah. it's, as, as much as we talk about budgeting and all this stuff, it is intangible or it's not useful if it is not aligned to your goals. You have to be clear about what you want for yourself financially and then use the money that you get, use your budget to then work towards that. Okay, because immediately when you think I earn more money, you start to think to do more things. But really, it's about stopping and pausing and kind of taking that all um, into consideration. And I suppose building the habit, right? Let's talk about that because you have since you know burning your fingers and i'm sure a whole host of other experiences like you've outlined Mm. developed a a sort of discipline when it comes to money when it comes to budgeting right and so talk to me about that even if you are and we know many of these people who earn a huge amounts of money and then Mm. they are broke you know at the end of the month and so yeah the Mm. discipline around money talk to me about that well i for me, I always say it is our behavior that leads us to do the things that we do. So the way that you see money or the way that you, 
you approach money mm. is going to be exactly what you're going to do. So it's always important to first deal with your financial behavior. If you're a person that um, you are an emotional shopper, mm. that is a behavior that you need to deal with. If you're a person that likes to live for other people, you would like to be seen to have money. That's a money behavior that you need to deal with. Yeah. Before we get into the habits, first deal with your behavior because so long as your behavior stays the same, as much as you may want to be disciplined, but you really haven't changed. You haven't changed the thing that is leading you to make this bad financial decisions. And so it's always important to understand what is my financial behavior. When I look at myself as a Jennifer, what do I struggle with? Yeah. What are things that I find myself spending money on without thinking clearly, you yeah. know, or without being calculative? And then once you understand those things, then you can start thinking about what are behaviors that I need to put in place in order for me to make sure that I am sticking to my budget. I'm actually making sure that each and every month I'm sitting down and I'm drawing a budget. After I've done my budget, how do I then make sure that I'm implementing my budget properly? And there are many systems that you need to put in place. It's not just the habit, but you also have to put in systems that will allow you to do this. You know, like one of the systems that I love, love, love mm. is the weekly, the weekly allocation. They call it weekly allowances or weekly allocation. Okay. So what you will do is every week you give yourself an allowance to say, I've got, I'm giving myself 2000 to spend this week mm. on this particular thing. So it may, it may be groceries, you know, refilling your fridge or whatever, or it may be going out, whatever that you see in your budget that is a problem when it comes to spending attack that one and focus on that one and say, in a week, I'm going to give myself this maximum money to spend and I don't want to go over this. Mm. And so you allocate per week and you spend only that. That for me has really helped because one of the problems in my budget was groceries. Found myself spending a lot of money on groceries and then close to the end of the month, my fridge is empty. Yeah. I have no money. And then I can't even buy myself a simple thing as bread, you know. And so I started implementing things such as a weekly allowance to say, this week, I have this much to buy my groceries. And then this is going to last me until this time. And then the following week, I have this much money to spend. And so it is about developing those habits of sitting down and creating that budget, you know, no matter how much money you get paid. And even if you don't, because some people, they also like to bury their heads in the sand and pretend like they don't have those problems or these things don't exist. You need to face your problems if you want to change your finances. But if you don't want to change your finances, <laughs> fine, you can go ahead, continue living. But if you're intentional, you need to start facing your problems and sit down and look at and do that budget. And if you see that you're really living above your means, own it, you know, and acknowledge your past, acknowledge the behaviors that have led you there. And then from there, take it from there. But you can't change anything if everything looks okay in your eyes. No matter what we can say, you will not do anything different because in your eyes, everything is okay. Well, if you're ignoring the situation as well, you're, exactly. you're doomed. You're absolutely exactly. doomed. The number to dial is 0861-987-000. Let's talk about it. And I said let's have a very kind of vulnerable and honest conversation because it's also not necessarily easy, right? It's not a, a fun, mm, nice, easy mm, conversation, mm. but it's so necessary. So let's yeah. do it now with Moses, who's just up the road here in Bramley. Oh, I'm curious for you, Moses, because I know the work that you do as um, an e-hailing driver there, the, t the, the, the hooter, as if we queued it. Hello, my brother. How are you? Hey, happy new year, Emma. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. 
your experience yeah, with budgeting? What's your advice? How do you do it? Yeah, the thing is, I've been reckless with money. You've but been what? Since I've, been, I've been reckless. It's like when I've got money, uh. I definitely want to spend it. No one can and touch you. And this thing of, yeah. Eh? I'm saying when you've got money, no one can touch you. Yeah, the thing, this is a problem with us. Yeah. So the thing is, let's respect money. Mm. I, I mean, like I've, I've been listening to my sister said, we must change our behavior as far as money is concerned. Mm. It's like what I've told myself, it's like this year, uh, the little money that maybe you can accumulate over the weekend, mm. immediately on Monday, go to the bank and put it in the bank. It, it, just make it easy when you go forward. Like, end of the year, you you are not under pressure. But with us, when you've got money, we become crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on. But if we change our behavior, and we definitely respect money, when we've got money, see to it that you've got a certain amount of money that you put it somewhere on another account that you won't be playing closer to that account. Mm. Brilliant. I love that. That's mm. a good piece of advice, right? So save, kind of pay yourself first and remove that mm. money from your eyes immediately. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's very good advice. Thank you, Moses. Um, and for somebody who's earning every day, Moses, how do you do that? So you're earning in cash every day or on the app every day? No, I'm, I'm not doing... Uh, uh, Daily full time. Oh, I, I, I work for a company. Okay. So I only do that after work. Like now, knock off at five, I will be opening up my app and try and and jiga jiga a bit. Sometimes if it, if it's busy, I can go until 12. But if it's not that busy, sometimes I stop early, yeah. go off. Yeah. yeah. Right. But on weekends, mm. it's then that uh, from early in the morning until. The whole day. Yeah, you get busy. Thank you, Moses. Thanks for your participation. Um, let's speak to Tado in Florida. Hi, Tado. Hi, Papi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I've got Jennifer here. We're talking budgeting, my brother. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I, I struggle a lot with... Um, I, I, I love nice things. I always find myself offering like some girls, what can I get you and this and this. And that time it's out of my budget or whatever, but oh, I always yeah. find myself offering, especially girls. Now it's fun, I can get you this, don't worry about it. Like what? What types of things? <laughs> no, like, and, and I've realized that every time when I have money, I speak better English, I'm fluent. <laughs> I don't Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's why you born or one more two. Why it's a king? Why it's Trust me, even I'm I'm this nice person throughout. So I still wanna know. Bona kinalufita go karate the kibone mutu obviously since I only mutu when you like nice things. You can always see uh, the ladies is pouring petrol. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Let me just fill it up for you, okay? Wow. Okay, blah, blah, blah. They cause me swiping. Florida. Okay, Cabo 25. I'll be driving past Florida. 
<laughs> one of the petrol stations. <laughs> but, no, I th- but I think it's 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 bad. I, I yeah. really need to. I'm trying to change that. I don't drink alcohol. Mm. I don't smoke. But my problem is, I love nice things and girls. So let's talk about that, Tato. I mean, I think we can joke and laugh about it, but essentially. Mm-hmm. There's no real difference in, in what you're describing as the person who then takes their money and goes gambling or as the person mm-hmm. who takes their money and goes to buy expensive shoes. The, 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 the behavior is what we're trying to uh, get to the bottom of because, I mean, at the end of it, you see it also, doesn't it? Like somewhere, but not really, but yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> and I actually, I love that. I haven't really heard that mm-hmm. from a gentleman before who says, I just want to mm-hmm. buy girls nice things. <laughs> so what do you say, Jen? Apart from we're going to go stalk all of the petrol stations in Florida. <laughs> apart from that, um, how do we help someone like Tato? Well, um, one of the things that he spoke about is he would just take out his card and say, I'll pay for this. Mm. One of the things that have helped me, of which I got a lot of backlash for this, because uh, apparently we are too advanced for cash. So I went back to the olden times of using cash. And this is because I realized that when I'm at the shop and I have my card and there's money in there, I'm tapping. If I see something that I like and I want it and I've got my card, I'm tapping until I realize that I've actually spent the wrong money. And so I decided to just go back to cash okay. and now i use a thing called cash stuffing and i'll just withdraw only the money that i need for those particular categories that i can use it for cash and then only carry what you need your cards at home i leave my cards at home i don't carry my cards with me i only carry the cash that i will need in that day if i know that i'm not going to be filling up my car i'm not going to be carrying out i'm not going to be carrying money for petrol if i know that i don't need to buy lunch I'm not going to be carrying money for buying lunch or doing my nails or whatsoever. Mm. I only carry what I need. And this has fostered the behavior in me of only spending what you have with you. Because if you've got a card, I tend to be very mindless with it because it's so convenient. Just tap it there. You know, tap here, you tap here. The next thing you are using all of that money. So that's one of the things that many people can look into. But I know that some people are very cautious about cash. But what I've found is with the digital age that we're living in, we have to be more concerned with the scammers on our accounts than the people taking our cash because people know that most people don't carry cash as much. And so that's one of the things maybe he can look into. Yeah. Uh, but also, he does not have to stop the things that he likes, you know, mm. because sometimes when we want to cut a lot of the things that we like, we, tend, we end up being miserable, you know. Mm. If it's something that you like, you like spoiling a lady once in a while or, you know, randomly so, um, put a budget for that. Make it clear in your budget that, okay, for what, what is this? Is it donation? We'll call it donation. <laughs> <laughs> then for donation, I have 2000 And then you just spend that 2000 uh, You're still doing what you like, yeah. but it, you're making sure that it's reflected in your budget and you're not spending the wrong money. And also try to Oof, separate your money. If you don't terrible. want cash, separate your money. Mm. Separate your money into different accounts uh, so that you know that, okay, this money is for this, this money is for this, this money is for this. Yeah. I think that's so clever. If you know that this is a thing that you enjoy doing, mm. no one's saying don't do it. 
Yes. If your complaint is that at the end of the budgetary time, then you don't have any money left, then you've got to think about perhaps what you do, as you rightfully say, put it in the budget. Put it. Yes. Put a byline in that budget and say, okay, mm-hmm. actually, this one is for petrol girls. Done. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much. All right, something uh, to wrap things up in this conversation. I know that you offer specific services. Please tell us what you offer and how we can get hold of you, Jennifer. Okay, so I currently have a financial mentorship program, and it's a three-month program where I just help you to work on your budget, understand where your money is going. If you've got debt, we develop a debt repayment plan and we start paying for that debt so that you know where you're going. So it's a it's a three-month program where I just take people along. And it's a it's not a coaching, it's more so mentorship to okay. say this journey can be very lonely. Working on your finances mm. can be very lonely because it's something that we are mostly ashamed of. But then I'm saying I'm available to help you in that journey for the three months so that you are not as lonely, so that you are not as confused. Mm. And they, so that's the first thing that I do offer. It's available on my website, but currently I'm full. I'm only taking people after March. And then I've got the cash budgeting system. So this is more so for someone who says, I am mindless with my card. I want to try the cash system. So you can buy some of the, the, the essentials on my website on how to use the cash budget. And then you, if you are struggling with debt and you don't know where to start, I've got a digital guide that you can buy, download, read, and then it comes with an Excel spreadsheet that you can use in terms of how do I then plan for my debt repayment. That's also available on my website. And then I published uh, my budgeting journal last year, of which is sold out. So the next ones that are coming are for 2025. So that one just focuses on budgeting on a month-to-month basis. And you can find all these things on my website. My website is www dot jennifer Nomalo, my name jennifer Nomalo.com. fantastic fantastic i'm really looking forward to chatting to you again this is a big topic that we absolutely love to talk about here on power lunch so yeah with with time we'll talk again very very soon thank you very much jennifer you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power 987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts